My name is Jeffrey Sidoris, and this is Iteration 38. When I was a kid, there was a big department store chain called the May Company. It was sort of like a, a Macy's or a J.C. Penney. And the one nearest our house was at an outdoor mall called the Eastland Center. And in the lower level of the May Company, they had an art supply section. And whenever I would go there with my mom, she would let me stay there in the art supply section while she went shopping. I still remember the smell of pencils and the oil paints. And to this day, the smell of art supplies takes me right back there. They even had little pads of scratch paper so you could try out the different things. And I did. I would just plop down in the middle of one of the aisles and doodle away until my mom came to get me. Sometimes she would even let me get one of the fancy drawing pencils, you know, the ones without the eraser on the end, so that I could continue my budding masterpieces at home. As I think back on that time in my life, what sticks out the most was how much I loved drawing. And it didn't matter what I was drawing. I just loved the act, the process, the feeling of my hands in motion. I blew through paper, drawing everything from cars to dinosaurs. Because the value and the fun at that point was in the doing, not in the end product. As a child, I wasn't concerned with finding my creative voice or developing my brand. I just loved to draw, to make, to feel creative. That was the value. That's what brought me joy. I found the same joy when I was introduced to photography by my grandfather. It wasn't long before I was using most of the money I earned to buy 100-foot rolls of Tri-X, and I burned through dozens of them, shooting everything and nothing just to spend as much time as I could under the safe lights in the darkroom. I was the Eggleston of my high school, if only I'd known who Eggleston was at the time. But just as it was with drawing, the subject matter didn't matter. The joy was in the doing. When we're young, creative is an adverb. It describes an action. Jeffrey is being creative. Or sometimes an adjective describing the person. Jeffrey is a creative person. The point is, the being or the doing is what was and arguably still is the most important part. But as we get older, it's often easy to let creative turn into creative with a capital C. And the adverb that once described the act becomes a noun to define the person. The struggle of trying to make a living as a creative professional can take some of the joy out of the making itself, partially because the business side tends to compete with the making. For example, I speak to a lot of photographers, both part-time and full-time professionals, and one of the things I hear across the board is how little time is actually spent holding a camera. In fact, in the latest episode of Process Driven, I spoke to Kevin Mullins, a terrific wedding photographer in the UK, about this very topic. He estimates that less than 10% of his time is spent with a camera in his hands. The vast majority of it is spent running and growing his business. As a solo freelance creative, you not only make the work, but you typically handle your website and social media platforms, billing, accounting, booking clients, not to mention the challenges of just getting the word out about who you are and what you do. Even if you have help with the business side of the business, there's still the time and energy spent on the logistics of an actual shoot, planning, travel, setup, equipment rental, finding an assistant, etc., all of which has to be sorted before you ever pick up the camera. Making the jump from amateur to pro, even part-time pro, means that 
Actually doing the thing you love will often take a back seat to making a business out of doing the thing you love. So what's the solution? How do we make a living as a freelance, insert your creative specialty here? Honestly, that's the $100,000 question and one that I don't have an exact answer to. I know a few people who are making it work, but really not many. And just because it works one month doesn't necessarily mean that next month will be the same. As Kevin Mullins pointed out, in the freelance life, quote, there are always peaks and troughs, end quote. I think one way forward is to test the waters before diving in. Don't rush out and quit your 9 to 5 because you got 20 likes on your latest Instagram photo and have decided to be a full-time photographer. You may be an amazing photographer, or you may have just taken an amazing picture, but when you make the transition from making for yourself to making for an audience, and I don't mean making in the sense of pandering to, but rather depending on an audience to buy what you make, you introduce a set of variables that are simply beyond your control. I've heard many creative professionals who are much smarter than me paraphrase, you have control over when you start and when you stop. What happens in between and afterwards are largely out of your hands. And I think that applies almost across the board. Living a creative life doesn't need to have anything to do with commerce. Neither does making work that says something, even if that something is just, look at me. And if I'm being honest, saddling the work with the additional responsibility of having broad enough commercial appeal to provide a comfortable living for you and your family, that's a tall order, though certainly not impossible. I quit painting in college because I decided that if I wasn't good enough to hang in galleries or in MoMA, what was the point? Well, the point is that I missed out on 25 years of making, of figuring out what, if anything, I had to say, and then set about to honing my skills and refining my voice. I also missed out on the sheer joy of seeing and feeling my hands in motion. I attached art to commerce. Actually, that's not true. I didn't just attach it. I made it the prime mover in whether or not I continued to make. And for more than two decades, I let an imaginary audience's response to my art rob me of my desire to make it in the first place. If you take anything away from this at all, it should be that art has value, full stop. Beauty has value. Self-expression has value. You have value. Regardless of whether or not there are dollars attached to it or an audience to keep clicking the like button. The value is in the doing. The art is simply the evidence of it. And if you do decide to make it a business, be realistic about your own expectations. Go into it with both eyes open and maybe reach out to people who are where you want to be and get some advice. Then spend some time deep diving your own self-awareness about whether you have not just the creative chops, but also the entrepreneurial skills and resources beyond just the making. And if you decide that you're more artist than accountant, there are people out there who can help you. You don't have to do everything. Freelance doesn't have to mean solo. Find partners and collaborators to help so you can focus on what you do best. As I said, I wish I had an answer for you, but I'm still trying to figure it out for myself. What I can tell you is that I intend to keep making, and I'll keep sharing what I learn, and maybe you can too. I know these iterations can feel one-sided, but they can also be a dialogue. I'd love to hear what's working and what's not working as you try and manage what living a creative life looks like for you. After recording this iteration, I read a story on TechCrunch about protections for freelancers and what they're calling the gig economy. Did you know that last year, more than one out of three people worked as some sort of freelancer? That's nearly 60 million people, and the numbers are growing. 
It's a fascinating read, and I'll put a link in the show notes. Also in the show notes, LA-based photographer Elizabeth Weinberg recently did an AMA with Boom.com readers. And in it, she talks about some of the strategies that worked for her when she was just starting her business. And while it's primarily focused on photography, I think a lot of it applies to illustrators, writers, really anyone trying to establish or grow your business as a freelancer. And finally, Art Pill and Maison have released their 30 under 30 women photographers list. And wow, there is some stunning work on it. And definitely a few of these women I would love to reach out to as potential guests on Process Driven. You can subscribe to iterations in your favorite podcast app, or you can subscribe to my new everything feed and get every iteration, every episode of Process Driven, and anything else I happen to release all in one feed. Just search for Jeffrey Sidoris Everything. Connect with me on Twitter or Instagram at Jeffrey Sidoris. That's J-E-F-F-E-R-Y-S-A-D-D-O-R-I-S. Or you can visit my website at jeffreysidoris.com. I'll be back in a week or two with another iteration, and I hope you'll join me. Until then, thanks very much for your time. I appreciate you listening, and I will talk to you on the next one.